With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So this is another edition of the Heel to the Face podcast. I'm Jared. I'm Brandon. And a lot to talk about as tables, ladders, and the team known as chairs. Are they reuniting in AEW? Brandon's going to eat some crow because one week ago he said no edge in AEW, but he's technically right because it's Adam Copeland who made his debut this week. And don't forget, Fastlane's coming up as another edition of the Heel to the Face podcast begins right now. Fans celebrate with me from Rome to Rochester. Bad luck to be my middle name. They might as well tag me up with my buddy from Syracuse. So this is another edition of the Heel to the Face podcast. Make sure you're following us on X at Heel to the Face. Another busy week in the world of professional wrestling and only just a few days after he was removed uh, from the WWE internal roster Edge, better known as Adam Copeland now in All Elite Wrestling, made his debut this past Sunday in Seattle. Uh, and like I said, uh, I was pretty excited uh, that he made his debut, despite the fact that it was one of those ones that we were it, it, wrestling lately. is It's not in the surprise world. It wasn't like when he came at the Royal Rumble where no one really saw it coming. We yeah. were seeing if it indeed was true, if he was coming or not. Let's see if the rumor mills are correct. And they were. Uh, so that's really what we we're all waiting out. Obviously, I think the fact that the Christian versus Darby Allen match got the main event. On, you know, I understand Darby Allen's from Seattle, but that that got the main event. That kind of tipped things off a little bit um, before he makes his come out of uh, the back there. Gorilla position. I just want to say one thing I'm not a big fan of. And I was watching Dynamite this past week and it, it, it continues to go. AEW's segments are a little bit too long. They just try to beat the point home a little too much. Edge coming out this past week at Wrestle Dream, from when the bell rang to when Edge came out, from when the match ended to when Edge came out, uh, you know, just a little too long. We get it, you know, Christian's, you know, beating him down, and then he's got some reinforcements, and then Luchasaurus, you know, a little too much of that. I think we could have got to the Adam Copeland part first. Uh, excited that he's got essentially his intro, uh, you know, except for the different uh, line, which is told by Beth Phoenix at the beginning, instead of you think you know me, now it's, uh, well, you think you know him, uh, said by Beth Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, same song, same intro. Um, are you excited to see Adam Copeland in all elite wrestling, and what are your initial thoughts? Yeah, it's not a bad move. I'm pretty excited about it. I, I you know, I, I was, I was, uh, Right, the Edge was not going to be an AEW, so that was I was correct on that. So good call, good good uh, good call in the beginning there. But Adam Copeland is now and now all elite. And my initial thoughts are, I feel like he's he's taking the role of CM Punk that was vacated recently, where he's going to be the guy who's who's been in the business a long time. He's a veteran, like people. Well, people generally respect him. I wouldn't. I don't know how much they respect CM Punk, but. 
um, especially these days, but it seems like it was a unanimous situation where people just, as soon as they heard, like, it was like, yeah, we have to, we got to have Edge on the team, and he's already going to be in a leadership role amongst the roster. I think it's good. I, I feel like he's going to have more more flexibility, you know, obviously with the schedule compared to WWE. So I feel like he can kind of come and go as he wants because at this stage in his, of his career, he's not going to wrestle every single week. I feel like he's just, he's going to be an attraction at this point where I feel like he'll wrestle here and there on some of the bigger television shows, but I feel like he's going to save a lot of his in-ring for the pay-per-views. So I, I do like this. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it was... It was surprising. I, I, you know, obviously when you hear the rumors, like I get, I've gotten to the point where I'm just numb to the rumors where I'm like, okay, well, whatever. It's just another rumor. And, and for once, like the rumor mill was actually kind of spot on, which it was. So, you know, it, I think again, it was one of those moves where I feel like AEW upgraded from CM Punk to Edge because I don't know too many people that don't like Edge in the business, you know, compared to CM Punk. So I feel like for, for AEW's, morale for for their future i feel like edge is the right guy so i'm i'm very pleased that he's he's there it stinks that he's not you know adam copeland is not in wwe as edge but you know what like he's still in wrestling he's still doing it he contemplated retirement he's still he's still active i'll take it as for as long as he wants to now i get it he had a hot minute in the early part of his career uh in WCW, but yes, for the most part, he's like The Undertaker, had a, a brief cup of coffee with other companies, but his career, 99.99% of it was with one company. He never was in WCW, like in, in the real heart of WCW. He was never a big player there. He was never in Impact Wrestling at the time being, uh, Ring of Honor, any of those kinds of things. He was never in NXT. Um, so him being in AW is definitely kind of a little bit of a shock to the system when you see it, right? It's like, and, and not calling him Edge, right? Calling him Adam Copeland. Like he even said during the Adam chant on AEW Dynamite this past week, that's the first time, you know, he's hearing those ever. Um, it's So there's a lot of firsts. That's kind of exciting. It's exciting to see. It's exciting to see him and Tony Schiavone, as he was talking about, he looked up to Tony Schiavone. Who has to talk to Tony Schiavone in 2023 as a wrestler, like they're doing it for the first time. But he's talking about Tony Schiavone, how he grew up with him, and again, how their paths never crossed until now. It took all like 40 years from Edge starting training for wrestling to today before those paths ever you know, crossed. So it's cool to see these kinds of firsts. It's cool to see Adam Copeland in anything that isn't WWE. It's cool to see him in anything that isn't the name Edge. Um, those are cool things. I will just say, uh, which is, I guess, goes without saying, and that, you know, you, you don't – wrestling has got to be the most addictive drug on this planet. And I guess just like a traditional, uh, you know, drug user, you don't really – know to trust them when they say things like I'm done this time because wrestling how many times they say they're done and they're not and how many times should they be done and they're not um no one like retires we thought Terry Funk was the joke Terry Funk was kind of a joke in the early 2000s as a guy who'll never retire but I think Terry Funk is is not alone anymore now it's everybody and same with Ric Flair we talk about Ric Flair but Sting has joined that category right Edge has now joined that category CM Punk you know he's joining that category in the sense that he should be done because there's no real reason, right? You've been fired from a job twice, essentially. Now, you left the job because it sucked. Then you got fired from a job and essentially said, good, because it sucked. You're a very pompous person. Didn't at the time, you know, you decide to go out on your own terms, if you will, and not come back, right? 
What does that look like for you if CM Punk is to come back? But the rumors persist that he's not done, that he's not going – that he's going to come back to WWE, a company he hated, a company he couldn't wait to quit, a company in which makes it so that he will never wrestle in wrestling again if that's the only company that exists. But yet here we are with the rumors thinking he's going to come back to WWE, right? So it, Edge, you know, I will say that I wish somebody – could retire, I guess, for good. He'll join a company of Soraya in AEW as somebody who retired prematurely due to injury and then returned and then essentially retired again. Um, <laughs> and now is back uh, in AEW, so he'll join them. But let's talk about some potential matches that he was talking about. Uh, John Moxley, as you know, him and Dean Ambrose never crossed paths in their time in WWE as Edge was gone and Dean Ambrose was coming up. And then, boom, Edge le- or John Moxley leaves, Edge returns, so they never crossed paths. Uh, so a lot of opportunities, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, who is somebody you'd be excited to see Edge slash Adam Copeland face in AEW? Brian Danielson. That's that's the easy answer for me because I, I want to see I want to see that because I mean look what Brian Danielson did recently with Zack Saber Jr. Like that was like that was a clinic. I, I want to see I just want to see two bulls lock horns. Like yeah they're you know they're both they're both well seasoned in the business. Obviously Edge obviously Edge is close to fifty and I think Brian's pretty he's not at forty he's pretty close at this point. So like but I do think. I think their styles would work really well in a match these days, and I think I think that'd be a lot of fun. I, I mean, whether whether or not it happens, we'll see. But I think it'd be I think that would be cool. I mean, that's that's did sort of happen. That's two thirds of your WrestleMania 37 main event right there. Uh, you know, Brian Danielson, Edge, and obviously the current champion Roman Reigns. Um, but you know, there obviously is a chance for him to face people who you never thought he'd face before. A lot of people obviously talk about Kenny Omega coming to WWE and all the potential matches he could have if he did that. Well, Edge is going to kind of circumvent that, and now he's going to AEW and going to do some of those kinds of things on his terms. So Edge versus Kenny Omega can now happen. Powerhouse Hobbs. I don't necessarily think that that's one of these uh, matches that people are really looking at, like, oh boy, I'd love to see that, but that's a potential match. Um, but you know, I, I think what I'm excited to see, at least for the for the short term, is Edge and Christian and this kind of dichotomy and this kind of storyline. Uh, I don't know for sure. I didn't watch it live, but uh, did they cut out the cursing on the live version of AEW Dynamite uh, with Christian this past week? Uh, I'm not too sure. If you know, obviously leave a comment below on our YouTube video. Um, but, yeah, that was pretty – that was pretty crazy for, for wrestling. I know it's 2023, but uh, the whole, you know, go fuck yourself line on live television, uh, that's, not a, that's not a WWE approved kind of thing. And I guess we'll leave it at this before we go. I'll ask you this question. Edge and Christian together in AEW or Edge and Christian feuding? If you were Tony Khan, you're the bookmaker to start this, what are you going at? I'm, I'm, I want the feud. I want the feud. I want this baby. I want I want them to brew this baby up and then eventually once it's ran its course, then they get some sort of reunion again eventually. Like I want it to run it like that cuz I think the way they're doing it right now I think is good because obviously there's going to be some issues there, but you know, eventually you you bring it you you know, you it's kind of like the Kevin Owens uh Sami Zayn situation where you're just like, "All right, they're heels again. They hate each other right now, but eventually it's going to flip. They're going to be friends again. They're going to work together. That's kind of what I want to see. And just to clean that up, I was just thinking, 
did Brian Danielson and Edge have a singles match? Because that's what I was thinking. Because when you mentioned the triple threat, I don't remember them having a singles match off the top of my head. So I just wanted to kind of circle back there. I don't remember a singles match with them. If I, if I, you know, if I'm wrong, someone, you know, please comment below. But I don't, I don't think it was a singles. I don't think there was a singles match between them. I think it was the Reigns, Edge, and, and, and Daniel Bryan match. Yeah. So Edge obviously came back in 2020. Um, at, at the Royal Rumble, and then he won it in 2021. Uh, yeah, off off the top hands, I don't have uh, Edge. I mean, obviously, I imagine it would be a, a pay-per-view match uh, if they did yeah. face off. Uh, but, yeah, from what I'm seeing is, and I'm looking things up, you know, quickly, uh, it was uh, just a triple threat match that they that's, ever – That's what I thought. That's what I, was, cause that, that's what I was thinking because I, like – I, I, I knew there wasn't a, I didn't think there was a singles match between Edge and Brian Danielson. I, you know, when you, when you brought up the triple threat, I'm like, yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense, but I don't remember them ever locking horns one on one. So that's why I want to see it. But to, to go back to the original point with Edge and Christian, again, I, I do want to see them lock horns, have this major feud. I think that would be fun. I really, I mean, where do you lean on this? Do you want them to be E and C kind of a re, revamped? What do you want to do? I mean, a little bit. I mean, I'll, I'll say that. I guess, you know, with people's ages, you never can predict the future and you never can do too much long-term storytelling. So you got to kind of pick one side right now, you know what I mean? Cause you might be the only side you get, you know what I mean? Cause you never know. Um, you got to do it while you do it. Um, and while you can, but, uh, you know, I, I guess I want to see more why they're feuding. Um, Edge, or Adam Copeland, obviously a dynamite, and it kind of alluded to the fact that he's, you know, real life friends with Christian, uh, you know, called him Jay, Uncle Jay, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I guess I want to see why we're getting this feud, why Christian has his animosity towards Edge. Right Ooh, now, yeah. we just know Edge is, is put out the brand. They're going to build it together. up. Yeah. They're going to they're build it up. That's why that's why I'm more interested in that part of it for now. And 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 I think we've talked about this. You know, we we've had many episodes over the last uh, six six years and change. But I feel like we've talked about it before. Where sometimes the the best the best feuds are the ones that are feuding between two real life good friends, or in this case, like pretty much brothers. Really, I think those make for the best feuds because you can do those personal shots. And it's like, okay, like, behind the scenes, it's like, oh, man, I'm glad you did that one. That was cool. Like, it was I, – I like that kind of stuff. So, like, for me, I want to see that. And then, like you said, yeah, they're they're getting older, both of them. So, like, they're – you know, their time in, in the ring, it's not that much longer, I don't think. You never know. Look what Terry Funk did, the late Terry Funk did for forever. But you're right. They could run one side of it and never get to the other side of the fence. So I would rather see the feud and then hopefully they circle back. But I just, to me, at this point, the way they're building it, like, you can't just be like, you know, really quick, be like, oh, hey, misunderstanding, all right, we're back as a tag team or something. Like, now that you're in, you're in. And now it's going to be personal shots. You're going to have the reasonings why there's the animosity there. And we're just going to – I feel like if they – Tony kind of let the storyline play out for a while. He's He's been pretty good about doing that. So I'm really excited to see how that's all going to play out because, as we know – these guys have been best friends for what, 35 years, give or take? So, like, this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. WWE can't lie now. They definitely can't do what they like to do where they gloss over that AEW exists because it's a little too apparent. This past week on NXT, they started to reveal some of the plans for next Tuesday's 
NXT taping, and somebody like myself who was a little naive was wondering what is going on. Cody Rhodes to make a major announcement on NXT next week. John Cena to be in the corner of Carmelo Hayes next week in a match, right? The Bloodline's supposed to be in NXT as well. Yes, uh, Paul Heyman's going to be at NXT next week, and Asuka's in a match. So it made me wonder, what could be going on? Why are they doing this? And like I said, WWE, don't don't try to lie to me. Next week, AEW is coincidentally on Tuesday night when they're pulling out all the stops to have these major names on NXT. Next week, thanks to the opening night of uh, the NHL season on TNT on Tuesday night, and on TBS on Wednesday night, they'll have Major League Baseball playoff coverage. So the only kind of opportunity for AEW this week uh, was to switch days and to stay on TBS on Tuesday night. Um, so title Tuesday, if you will, for AEW. So they'll be on Tuesday night live. And coincidentally, NXT is pulling out all the stops. So for the first time in a while, we get a nice little NXT AEW Tuesday night war. Um, and like I said, WWE, don't lie to me. Uh, you don't be like, oh, we don't even notice. There is no possible way. You are literally having more mainstream talent on NXT randomly. Now, you know, it's one thing if you had Cody Rhodes just say he's making a major announcement and then nothing else. But Cody Rhodes, Paul Heyman, John freaking Cena, the bloodline, the uh, Dominic Mysterio is back as the NXT North American champion after losing it at the pay-per-view and then winning it back this past Just week. remember. Oh, Just Becky remember. Lynch, she's still the champion there as well. Don't uh, believe so. in coincidences coincidence in, in, in wrestling. You don't want to believe in those coincidences yes. because that's, that. you know, like if they try to tell you anything otherwise, like we're not stupid. We know what's going on. Like obviously you're going to put all the stops out to make so you can, so like the, you know, the, the dirt sheet writers of the world, you know, then let's see what they, see what they say about it because I have a feeling that NXT is going to have a pretty nice number next week, I would assume, with all these big names. So I'm curious to see how the numbers line up NXT versus AEW. That's going to be an interesting metric to check out. So quickly, I'm just going to go over the two shows, and you're going to tell me where you're watching. It's it's the age of the old days. you got to pick one, just like the good old Monday Night Wars. You can flip back and forth, but you got to have one that's going to be your mainstay, right? So NXT's got Carmelo Hayes with John Cena in his corner versus Braun Breaker with Paul Heyman in his corner. Cody Rhodes obviously will be there to make a major announcement. Wonder what that could be. Asuka versus Roxana Perez. Becky Lynch and Dominic Mysterio will be there as well. And the start of the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament, right? Now we move Well, they, are, they already to, started that. They started the breakout yes. tournament. Oh, the week. continuation of it. Yeah. We move over to AEW, and it's Title Tuesday, as you have Soraya defending her championship against Sheeta. You have the International Championship of AEW being defended by Ray Phoenix against John Moxley. The TNT Championship number one contendership match, Swerve Strickland versus Brian Danielson. And then other matches, Jay White, Hangman Page, Chris Jericho versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And, of course, the AEW in-ring debut of Adam Copeland versus Luchasaurus. So you got two hours, Tuesday night, next week. Which one you watch and you gotta pick one. Ooh, that's, that's splitting hairs because I wanna see both, obviously, because I feel like they're both gonna be quality shows. I mean, I think, I think I gotta go AEW on this one. Just, just for the simple fact that I do, like, I, I feel like the match card is better than, than NXT's. I get Cody Rhodes will be there. I, you know, I get that. But just the sole fact of seeing Adam Copeland in AEW, with all the other matches, the Hangman Pages, you know, you know, the Chris Jericho's of the world, 
if I had to put it on a hundred percent scale, it to me it's like fifty-five AEW, forty-five NXT. It's close, but just the and just the the Adam Copeland, formerly known as Edge Factor, puts me just a little bit over to the AEW side. I'll probably it, really, go it depends on what you're a fan of. Are you a fan of big names and doing segments? Because if that's the case, then NXT's got your spot because they've got the big names doing some talking. And, and I have AEW's got the in-ring action. You're right. You know, you're right. And I, I'm usually the one that likes the really good segments. I've done that before. I'm not going to backpedal on that because we. I am a bigger fan of that. But just based off of what's going on in AEW, like I want to see that because like. For me, I really like Edge. I do like the I, I like the matches better. Like the only match I don't really care for, honestly, for AEW is is the Soraya Sheeta match. Like I, you know, like I don't like the whole Soraya thing in AEW. I just, you know, it, like I don't like it's it's one of those things. Like if I have to like you know step away for a second while AEW is on, if Soraya's on, that's probably the perfect time for me to do it because I just, you know, I just I'm not really I'm not really you know into like into what they're doing with her and and, and nothing against them. It's just not really my thing. But, yeah, dude, like, Edge, like, I know it's against Luchasaurus, I get that. The other matches are good, though. So, like, Ray Phoenix and and, and, uh, and John Moxley, like, that's that's another quality match. And Hangman Adam Page is in action. Like, it's close. It's not like I'm saying, oh, one show is way better than the other. It's It's really a good night to be a wrestling fan because, to be honest, I'll watch one. And then I'll watch it the next day. And the other part, I, other part for me is I'm a, you know, I have a subscription to a service that airs WWE programming the next day. So I can watch it from my smartphone anytime versus I don't have cable. Yeah, so that like, wasn't the question. We know we can all watch, we're going to watch all of it. You yeah, know what I mean? But, but, but I, for me, I'd rather, I'm going to watch something live that I don't have access to on my smartphone versus I can watch, I can watch the streaming service the next day. So for me, just that, just that portion of it as well, I'll I mean, go with AW. With, with streaming services still existing though, I do have to say watching one live versus the other is still a big deal because whatever you're not watching live, most likely you already know what happened. So there's only one first reaction. You're only one of the shows you're going to get a first reaction. If Cody Rhodes has something major on NXT, yes, you can watch it later, but you won't have watched it live. You'll already have yeah. seen it and heard about it then. So there still is only one reaction. But I will say, to close this out, AEW will, for once, not have to worry about competing with WWE crowd-wise because NXT next Tuesday night will be at the Performance Center like it always is. So I can all but assume AEW can draw more than, like, 1,000 people. Uh, but Tuesday night, uh, back head-to-head, uh, a rematch of the Wednesday night wars that we saw uh, pre and during COVID uh, for one night only should be interesting. But this Saturday night, Indianapolis, Indiana, home of the Indianapolis 500. Uh, that's kind of a segue into why WWE picked maybe this city and this theme. WWE Fastlane premium live event slash pay-per-view coming to you from the Fieldhouse, uh, home of the Indiana Pacers, this Saturday night. And I said it about payback, probably the least anticipated pay-per-view of the year was payback. And I'm going to double down and say this is probably the least anticipated pay-per-view of the year. The good news is I don't think anything going forward is going to be as essentially lackluster Survivor Series. Crown Jewel, Royal Rumble. I mean, we're going to start getting into some heavy hitters, stadium shows, those kinds of things. Not to say anything horribly negative about this card, but just saying in comparison of, you know, Money in the Bank London, tickets going for $1,000 for a nosebleed seat, this show isn't it, right? Uh, Right now, we only have five matches, and some of those matches were made just this week. 
Um, so quickly, I just want to get your overall thoughts in the sense of your excitement level for Fastlane. Uh, should we be more excited about this pay-per-view uh, than we are? Yeah, I think so. I mean, not like I'm not like mind-blowingly exciting. Like, I, if I had to put on a scale of one to ten, I'm I'm gonna say six because five is kind of like level. Like for me, five. Like I always look at the scale one, nah, five. Okay, yeah, I'm you know I'm down. I'm I'm going six because you know I, I am looking at this card. Like you know I I'm, I'm ex, you know I am excited to see John Cena and, and LA Knight. You know versus you know versus the Bloodline. Like I, I I think that'll be good. And then the Judgment Day versus Cody Rose and Jey Uso. I think that's another match. I mean, I, I mean, all five matches. I feel like I'm going to be interested in because you're also getting Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits together versus the LWO. Like this match, the, this card, the card itself is not bad. But you're right compared to the other stuff, like the the money, you know, money in the bank, you know, the big the big pay per views. Yeah, it's probably lackluster compared to that. But just for your every run of the mill, you know, monthly pay per view, it's a pretty good card. Okay. I'm actually okay with it. I'm very curious if they're going to keep it at five matches because none of these matches to me think, you know, Royal Rumble isn't normally a five match card. And the reason is because two of those matches last one hour long each. Right. None of these matches, I think, other than maybe like the Shinsuke Rollins match, I see going 30 minutes plus. Right. Every other match is a typical pay-per-view length match. I will say this is a lesser anticipated pay-per-view than payback for one reason or a few reasons, probably. And and some of those reasons are one. uh, I feel like the payback card going into it, going into two days prior to it, was a full card. Like, I'm sitting here wondering, are we going to get more matches? I think we had six or seven matches for payback, and I wasn't assured that we'd get any more. I thought, boom, that's enough. Uh, I think we got all the matches we need, right? I think it was six matches plus the Grayson Waller-John Cena segment, and or Cody Rhodes segment, I apologize. So, um, I think that was a full card, but here with five matches, I feel like we're going to get another one because that's a low number for a three-hour pay-per-view. Um, and essentially with none of these matches being an Iron Man match or anything like that, I feel like this is a low number. So I feel like they're going to give us something else. And if they give us something else, it's not anything else that I can think of at the top of my head that's like for sure going to happen. Like Becky versus Trish was going to for sure happen at some point somewhere because yeah. that feud was happening. Whatever they throw out here isn't anything that if they don't throw out here, people will wondering, well, where was it? Right. So it's one of those kind of added matches. Right. So that if it is the added match, isn't anything great. Right. And one of the matches that they have, as I think, is an added match that not saying anything too negative about it, but it's probably one of the most or least anticipated pay-per-view matches of this year going over all the cards. I can't think of a pay-per-view match that I said, eh, I don't care if that's on the card. I would go to the bathroom just because of the feud that goes along with it. And that's LWO. Uh, versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Listen, Bobby Lashley's a big name. Street Profits are a good tag team. Rey Mysterio, you know, those are good things going on there. I guess it's just a six-man tag team match. That seems like a middle of a SmackDown for me. Bobby Lashley and Rey Mysterio haven't been feuding like they're going to collide at WrestleMania or anything like that. Um, so, well, here, here's my here's my argument to that. My argument to that is Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits have not officially worked a match together under their new little uh, partnership here. If I'm not, and I, and I think that makes this lesser. Then that's what I'm saying. If they had been working matches, if this was a, a like a Judgment Day kind of group, I could kind of see it more. But the fact that it is a thrown together kind of thing. You know, and the fact that it's a six-man tag, if it was a thrown-together kind of thing with the winner goes to the main event of WrestleMania, then you got my interest. But it's a thrown-together kind of thing but it's, with nothing but it's the on the line. Though. It's the debut of, the, of, the, of this trio that, I mean, it, to me, I call it Hurt Business 2.0, which we haven't gotten any name for it yet. 
I'm curious because I want to see how this works together. And I'm also wondering, okay, with the LWO, who's going to, who's going to wrestle besides Rey Mysterio? Is it, and, and, and Santos Escobar, is it going to be Wild or Del Toro? Like, I'm curious about that as well. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, sure. You could probably make it a main event on a SmackDown. Sure. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I get that. But this is, you know, yeah, if it, for a throwaway, throw in match kind of last minute, I don't mind it. I feel like it's, I feel like we're going to see some good spots, especially with Rey Mysterio and Bobby Lashley involved. I think this this pay-per-view is kind of similar to what we're expecting with NXT this past week or this upcoming week. And that's some big names and some cool spots in the sense of just seeing them interact, right? Cody Rhodes on NXT, uh, Asuka versus Roxana Perez, right? You're getting those things on NXT that are kind of new to the eyeballs. So John Cena and LA Knight teaming together versus the Bloodline. Sure, nothing's on the line. It's just a, a cool kind of celebrity-like tag team match, something like you're used to getting like the pay-per-view before WrestleMania. You know, before Rock and Cena team face each other, they team up, right? So that's kind of what you're getting here with Cena and LA Knight, right? And I could potentially see Cena and LA Knight maybe against each other down the line. Um, and that's kind of the same as what we're getting with the Judgment Day versus Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso, right? Kind of this thrown-together tag team of got to put Cody Rhodes on the card. He's your face of your Monday Night Raw, essentially, right? Jey Uso's new to Raw. How are these guys going to team up together? So that's interesting. The Judgment Day putting their titles on the line, I think they're going to defend them, right? Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso, I, I don't foresee them winning these belts. I could be wrong, um, but I think it's more just like interest, right? Io Sky versus Oscar versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, that's an interesting match, right? We don't have a Bianca Belair in this one. It's the match that a lot of people have always wanted to see, Io versus Asuka, but then you're throwing in Charlotte Flair to make it a triple threat. I think Io versus Asuka might actually just – would probably be a little bit better in the sense of a uniqueness. Well, let, me, let me just go back to that Judgment Day, Cody Rhodes, Uso situation. If, if that would be a cool swerve if they actually give Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso the belts. That would be interesting because – that would tell me that there's issues with the Judgment Day. Cause I would, cause under normal circumstances, I would say Cody Rose and Jey Uso are not winning this match. But if they pull it out, they win the titles. That tells me that Finn Balor and Damian Priest and the whole Judgment Day faction might be having some problems and that could create some really good storylines going into the end of the year. I will say if Cody Rose and Jey Uso win the belts, a potential, obviously we're talking Cody Rose and his tie back in with the bloodline. Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, then defending those belts against Jimmy and Solo at the Bloodline at a future pay-per-view uh, could be pretty interesting as well. Obviously, at the Bloodline facing Cena and LA Knight this weekend. Uh, but the main event, a rematch from Payback. They had the regular match at Payback. Now they're having the last man standing match. Uh, Shinsuke versus Seth Rollins. I thought Shinsuke was probably going to win the belt at Payback. Uh, I'm taking Shinsuke again here. I think uh, he, just because, again, the idea of this belt is to be a little more turmoil, you know, have a little more turmoil with it, have a little more turnover with it. So far, Seth Rollins has been holding this belt like he's Roman Reigns, right? Uh, and Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, people like him could use the belt to really elevate their character so that he's not just hardcore Holly back in 2002 facing uh, Brock Lesnar at some, you know, middle of the line pay-per-views just to give him some work, right? To really elevate this guy into a main eventer, uh, which Seth Rollins already is, I think giving Shinsuke the belt would be big. They never did back in the day against AJ Styles, if you remember, right, after he won the Royal Rumble. Um, so this could be a good opportunity to shake things up. You want to shake things up? This could be an opportunity to shake things up. Uh, do you think my prediction will be correct, or uh, is Seth Rollins just winning this one as well and moving along? 
I'm actually going to jump in jump in on the Shinsuke Nakamura train, just like you. I was thinking that when we were looking at the card. I'm like, yeah, I I feel like it's time for Shin to get the belt. And you know what? Like, I feel like Shin needs the belt more than Seth. Like, I think Rollins doesn't really need the belt to be over. He's already over as it is. I feel like Shinsuke. I feel like Shinsuke has earned the right to be the World Heavyweight Champion. I feel like he needs a run, and I feel like this would be the perfect time to do it because then. He can hold the belt for a little bit and then maybe drop it at WrestleMania at a future date or something. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking long-term booking. I feel like Shinsuke, I feel like Shinsuke is going to win this match. I think if Shinsuke wins it, I think, I don't know if he'll have it till WrestleMania, but yeah, I, I just think sometimes people need to have the belt. And the thing about Shinsuke, remember he won the Royal Rumble. He was pretty hot. People thought of him as a main eventer and then they let him cool down. Just like they let the people like Finn Balor cool down when they came back from injury after winning the Universal title. So you have a chance to bring him right back up, uh, in a different way. And I don't know if they're going to do it or not, but I think it would be a good idea if they did. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of the show. Next week, we will recap all this stuff from Fastlane to the NXT AEW Tuesday Night War and uh, lots more going forward as we head on the road to the next AEW pay-per-view at the beginning of November. Uh, NXT obviously staying hot regardless of next week's show. What's on next for Becky Lynch, who's still champion? Uh, and that and so much more for Brandon. I'm Jared. This has been another edition of the Heel to the Face podcast. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.